This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Much to my journalistic chagrin, it's a presidential election year in the United States. Big tech companies are looking for ways to combat misinformation that pops up during the campaigns. Meta is one of them. Mark Aflalo has the details. Mark is the co-host of Access Tech Live. Hey, good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mr. Brown. How are you? Mark, I'm good. Uh, Misinformation is not necessarily a new thing, but with the rise of AI and deepfakes and computer-generated videos that are not true, that puts social media platforms in an even more complicated position. So how is Meta planning to deal with the rise of AI-generated deepfakes? Well, they're going to start tagging um, images and videos that they detect were created by AI. Obviously, this is not a perfect system just yet. This is going to take some time for basically AI to detect AI. (laughs) Um, But they're going to be tagging things in a way that shows the user and presents them with the fact that this item may or is confirmed to have been automatically generated and not necessarily true. Their way of kind of saying, okay... We can't necessarily catch all this misinformation, but we can at least present you with as much information as we can about it so that you make make your own judgment calls as a result. Mark, it strikes me that it's quite complicated to utilize AI to battle AI because it makes you wonder if the nefarious AI is going to be better than the social media generated AI, which also one day could be nefarious. Yeah, no, it, it it's it's kind of funny how they want to use AI to detect it, but there will be an element of human intervention here as well to make sure that they're kind of teaching it the right steps or the right things to look for. You know, at the end of the day, if someone photoshops an image and then compresses it and uploads it, it's it's hard to determine that, you know, so what elements or what kind of points of recognition can they use to see if something is real or not? That's going to be the hard point. And then as a consumer, as someone just looking at this stuff, so, okay, so you, you tag something and say, this might not be real. What am I then going to do with that? You know, this is the same thing I think they need to take to the written word sometimes, or even some of the video storytelling that's out there and, and put the onus almost on the person as well, who's presenting the information to do a little bit better of a job to at least, you know, cite their sources. Yeah. How flagrant, flagrant, how flagrant are the tags going to be? I sort of uh, mixing up my syllables there and my emphases on the wrong syllable, (laughs) but how flagrant are the tags going to be? How noticeable will it be for a user? It'll be like a top top left kind of corner corner um, AI like a little icon, but they're also going to subtitle each photo as well. And I'm also told they're going to be alt tagging it as well, so that the, those people who use screen readers will have that same information, access to that information as well. So it'll be it'll be in your face. It'll be it will be not uh, not unobvious. Is that a word? I, I, I like that. that I like today. that. I like I like <laughs> that you and I sometimes create together with our misuse of the English language. We have to. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we can blame the fact that we 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 both grew up in Montreal, where you know we learned a little bit sure. of French and sometimes we uh, we mess around with how we do the English language. We just do it a little different, you know. Uh, for me. <laughs> Mark, what's the what's the rollout plan on this? Is it already is it already in effect? 
already starting to roll out on the meta platforms, which means obviously Facebook, uh, Instagram. We're expecting to see other companies follow suit and do something similar. I mean, this is something that should be done across every website that exists out there if there's a way to do it. And I think we'll start to see tools that will actually be created to allow you to do it in various different sites like WordPress and you know various building platforms mm -hmm. that you can almost do it automatically. It'll, it'll become second nature, I think. Mark, I, I want to ask you an opinion question, but then I want to ask you a personal question related to this. Okay. So the opinion question is how successful do you think campaigns like this will be within big tech companies? How successful do you think their AI will be in combating other AI? I, I think that um, success is measured by certain key points. And I think internally within the company, if their goal is to just flag things and let you take the onus on you afterwards to do what you will, they'll be fairly successful in, in programming their AI to detect it. As for what the information is done with afterwards, I don't think they measure their success on that because they don't really control it. So I, I think they'll be fairly successful in actually tagging the items that, that don't actually come from real sources. Here's where the personal question comes in. Yeah. I'd like to think I've got a pretty good radar for when I'm consuming the content that is a deep fake or AI generated, et cetera, et cetera. There's, like you said, a certain graininess about it. There's a certain auto-tune about it. But I also consider myself to be someone who's quite tech literate and someone who is quite media literate. So I put these two things together. I would like to think I'm fairly good at recognizing the real from the fake. Of course, <laughs> maybe we could put that to test, to test one day on the show and see how I actually do. And then my uh, entire confidence can be destroyed and eviscerated yeah, exactly. within me. But Mark, how, how are you in terms, uh, in terms of doing some of that evaluation? I'd probably say I'm I'm up there in terms of I would say let's say seventy five percent accurate. There are the the odd headline that 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 is is quite obviously uh, clickbait, and then once you read into the article, you're like, "There's no way this is true." Those are the ones that catch me. The ones that just kind of fly by quickly, and it's like, you know, Joe Biden did this, and then you're like, "What?" And then you read the article, like, "And then now this is not this is not true." So uh, I'd say seventy five percent, twenty five. But I mean, I don't, you know, if you watched Access Tech Live last week, we did this test with uh, AI voices, and no one got it right. You know, yeah, yeah, so, on the on the audio <laughs> on the audio books, right? You were putting exactly. Ramya and Jacob and Stephen to the test. Yeah, so and they all failed. They all thought it was uh, there were an element of human and AI, and it was all AI. So it's getting good. It's getting really good. <laughs> oh, there's there's the trick question master yeah. over there, Mark Aflalo. I know your tricks. I I know your tricks now, Mister Aflalo. You're not going to slip one by me. Uh, speaking oh, late. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of Access Tech Live, what's coming up on the show today? Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a PG-rated show today, Dave, because uh, we're talking about sex. We're going to be talking about sex and uh, the uh, intersection, intersection of sex and disability and accessibility. It's going to be an interesting one. Oh, naughty boy over there, Mark Aflalo in the West Island of Montreal. Mark, thank you for this. No problem. Dave. That's Mark Aflalo. He's one of the co-hosts of Access Tech Live. You can find the show noon Eastern time Thursdays on AMI-tv. You can find The Pulse weekends on AMI-audio. This weekend, The Pulse explores the importance of emergency preparedness for people with disabilities. 
Joey Gupta will chat with Caitlin Lowe of Dalhousie University. That's The Pulse weekends, 2 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. If you missed the live show, you can always find the podcast or check it out on YouTube. Coming up after the break, Mr. and Mrs. Smith has debuted on Amazon Prime. Entertainment critic Michael McNeely has a review of the series. But first, here is the Paris Sport Update with Greg Westlake. Hello and welcome back to the Parasport Update, produced in collaboration with the Canadian Paralympic Committee. I'm Greg Westlake. Canada's winter athletes continue their hot start to open the year. In his second World Cup para-alpine skiing event, Cale Erickson won the slalom in the visually impaired category on the slopes of Cortina Tempezzo, Italy. Kurt Oway won a silver in the downhill and a bronze in the Super G sitting classification. Alexis Gumond picked up a bronze in the standing Super G. Next up for Canada skiers is the National Championships in Kimberley, BC from February 14th to the 16th. Staying in Italy, Canada's Paranordic stars dashed to the podium in their second World Cup race of the season. Marco Renz picked up his third gold in a row, while Brittany Hudak claimed her first World Cup victory of the season. Natalie Wilkie finished on the podium with a bronze. From the snow to the water, the City Para Swimming World Series 2024 took place in Aberdeen, Scotland last week. Opening the season strong, Orly Rivard and Tess Rutliff both captured three gold medals. Danielle Doris, James LaRue, and Philip Vachon also won gold. Arianna Hunsicker secured multiple medals, and Nicholas Guy Turbide, Katie Cosgriff, and Reed Maxwell all reached the podium. And that's our time for this edition of the Parasport Update, presented by AMI-audio. Check back next week for more news from the world of adaptive sports. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.